Welcome to the VGC podcast. My name is Christopher Knowles, and we are back with a new setup. If you're on YouTube, you will clearly see that I kind of have a new setup in my room, which is where I shoot everything. So yeah, just kind of decided needed a change, and now we are shooting with a different angle, but the same amount of knowledge. So today we are going to cover more comments. I think really what we're going to truly focus on with the podcast is answering your guys's a lot of the common questions I get specifically because if I answer them on here then it won't only help the person that asked the question but also the other people who are going through kind of the similar situation and then we also have interviews that I'm working on setting up right now so getting more people in here to spread their own knowledge share their own knowledge rather than it just be me so Let's dive in as we always do. How do I get recruited into a club? So from my experience and from kind of talking with a lot of other players about their club experience, you don't really get recruited into a club. It's really your own choice of what works best for you, how far away the club is. Like, do you want to make that drive? Is it a long drive? Is it a short drive? what kind of coaching staff is there, what experiences that coaching staff have, what kind of level will you be playing at, will you be traveling, will you be local. There's a lot of questions that go into answering the question of like, hey, what club should I actually uh, be playing at? But you don't really get recruited by them. And if someone does, then it's a very unheard of and very top 0.1% player thing, you know. But I think... You'd, if you're just waiting to see what club is going to recruit you, I think that's a, like the riskiest road to take as an athlete, just waiting for someone else to give you the shot. So I think when it comes into club, and obviously if you can afford it and you really want to do it, there's tremendous benefits to it, but there's definitely other clubs that have better reputation, better access, a better brand name with college coaches coaches because obviously that is the end game so i think there's two sides to it if you want to go into like picking a certain club if you're surrounded by multiple clubs because in southern california there's too many clubs to count and so when it comes to picking a club i think there's two really buckets that this falls into is what's the club capable of and what are you capable of right so it's kind of the first thing is what season are you in of your athletic career when I got my start I very first picked up a volleyball like to actually play at a beach volleyball camp and then after that I moved into wave which is the club that I stayed at for the most amount of years but then after that first year at wave I left because I needed to develop myself more and be the leader and the top guy of a team and that was because that was the season of my career that I was in, right? That was what I needed to develop at that time. So I went to a different club, went to a club called Genuine, and then later on came back to Wave, you know, because that was just what I needed at certain points in my career. So it really is looking at yourself first of, hey, where are you at in your career? What do you need, right? Like, if you haven't really truly developed yet, is it the best call to go to the best club in your area and be a bottom of the bench guy and just kind of be a practice player? Maybe, maybe not. You know, if you want to be that top guy one day and be on lists and get awards and accolades and stuff, you might have to take that notch down as far as the club so you can be top dog and develop like that 
and then go into a bigger club as a middle guy or even still a top guy depending on how you develop and how you train and how you improve. So when it comes into picking a club, you're probably never going to get recruited. If you do, great job. Probably pick the one that's recruiting you. But when it comes to actually picking a club, the first one is, hey, finding out what you need in this season of your life. Do you need to go at a place where you'll be challenged or do you need a place that kind of just get the reps in and be the top guy? Or do you want to go to a big place and be the practice person that is still going to develop because you're surrounded by amazing players? That's really up to you and what you think is best for you at that time. But then, of course, also the, the, the brand and the reputation of the club you're going into. I played at Wave and it got me a lot of access and exposure to a lot of different college coaches coming out of my senior year and coming into my senior year. So definitely I would say towards the end look for obviously clubs with bigger brands and bigger reputations and access to college coaches if that's what you want to do in the future is play at that next level. But after you've assessed, hey, this is what I need in a club at this time in my career, then look for clubs like that that can provide you that access, that improvement, the resources, the coaching, and the other players and teammates that are going to really help you get to the next season of your life, the next part of your athletic journey. So that is my take on club. Question number two. If you're an undersized middle, would it be better to play pin hitter if you want to be recruited in college? So I've talked about this a lot. Um, I don't know why people started thinking this all of a sudden. This is like one of the biggest questions we get all the time is undersized, undersized, undersized. Should I change? Should I change? Should I change? If you are, I would say, even sophomore year and younger, don't even worry about being undersized because like if I told myself oh I should just be a libero because I came into high school at whatever I was like six foot right oh I'm too undersized I'm telling myself all these limiting things I should be oh I should just went and been a libero then I turn out being six seven and I'm still a libero that would have not worked for me to get in college I kind of would have like back like shot myself in the foot being like oh I'm too undersized four years too early, you know? So I think if you're undersized, quote unquote, and like, let's say you're six, two, and you're trying to be a middle and it's your senior year and you're 18. Yeah, maybe consider it. But if you're not even like 15 or even like 16 yet, you probably still have a lot of growing and developing to doing. So I would say give yourself more time before you just try to jump to six different positions and then by your sophomore or junior year, you're all right at six different positions, but you didn't really go in on one. You're not amazing at one. So I think don't ever call it too early if you're undersized, because like the example I gave, I know other people that grew two inches every single year like I did. And some people just sprouted up or six, five from the jump. So. I wouldn't say count yourself out depending on your age. If you're 15 or younger, give yourself more time and your situation can be a lot different. But I, I just get so many of these things, people heading into their freshman year of high school, worried that they're too underside, they want to play outside because they're middle, but they're only 13 or 14. Like you have so much time to grow and probably get taller and get stronger and get better, right? <clears throat> and that's for that's for girls and guys. Is like you can never really be undersized super early on. You know, you're going to grow and you're going to to enhance your skills and improve and maybe even get taller. 
So my biggest advice is because I keep hammering on this in every podcast I do, but it's like, if don't ever, don't ever think that you're undersized, right? Because you, it's about how you play the game, not how big you are. Like just look at all most college rosters. Not everyone is seven foot and don't call it too early, right? If you're a sophomore, I mean like sophomore is probably like not even the max, but if you're a sophomore or younger, don't ever think you're too undersized because you could literally sprout up five inches between your junior and senior year and you don't even know it yet, right? Like Scotty Pippen from the Bulls, like this isn't uh, volleyball, but it's a little bit of basketball, but it's kind of the same thing is he was this underlooked guy, underappreciated, about to go to this community college. And then even in community college, that's when he sprouted up five inches, right? On his height, right? Now he went from 6'2 to like, six eight or something in one year in his college days right so you just never know when your time is coming to sprout up to be taller to be stronger to be faster you just have to continue through the process continue on the path that you think is right and if you really love playing middle stick with middle don't ever think you're under the fact that you're undersized quote unquote that you have to switch over right you could literally grow five inches your sophomore year of college or your sophomore year of high school you never know so just play it out, see, like, give it a lot more time, and don't call it too early that you're undersized, quote-unquote. Um, the third question is, can you talk about what is the best volleyball shoes for women? So, I've gotten this question a couple times, that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it, for guys and girls. So, for girls, I think just from my experience, from what I've seen, I think the biggest things that I've seen, if really three really three pockets one is the the high ankle shoes there's like some under armor shoes that are like practically covering your whole ankle i've seen a lot of teams have those if you're comfortable with those if you're fine with having a full shoe around your ankle you can look at under armor and i think mizuno might have some or asics might have some of those as well those really help with obviously ankle protection and control so you don't it's really kind of hard to roll your ankle in really high shoes it's just a matter of are you comfortable with wearing shoes that are all the way up to your ankle so that's the first pocket is super high shoes the like high top that's what it's super high top shoes the other one is just basic Mizunos or Asics, something that is really just a go-to volleyball shoe if those fit you well. Because I know for me, a lot of, even if you're a girl that's 6'5 above, the longer Mizuno Asics shoes don't really work. And so that's why the third pocket is like essentially just Nikes or something that's flat enough and still gives you the arches inside the shoe, but also like long enough, right? A lot of times shoes when they get bigger in size, they just go more wide than longer, right? So then when we're tall with long, lanky feet, it's not really going to work. So I think Nike has a couple great options of longer shoes that are still athletic and you can still play in. Mizuno's and Asics are go-tos if you're just kind of like a normal-sized player. Um, And then the high tops to cover your ankles which are really great if you don't want to like get shoes and get ankle braces because that can cost a lot of money and it'll essentially do the same thing um so those are my three biggest pockets and it also depends on like i'm not going to give the same shoe recommendation to a girl that's five six and to the same as a girl who's six seven you know so it's like there's different needs but i think the taller you go the longer 
your shoe should be to fit your whole foot, right? Or depending on whatever it works for you. But then if you're a little bit on the shorter end, your libero, um, like six two and under on the outside position, then Asics or some high top um, like Under Armour shoes would be a good place to go. Uh, that's as far as uh, girls and women. As far as guys, I know basketball shoes are kind of the biggest thing. I play in um, Giannis's shoes, so the Greek Freaks. Um, and so for the guys, I would say it's a little bit easier because there's not only volleyball shoes, but there's also basketball shoes. And girls can wear basketball shoes as well. But when you get to the college level, there's not really many teams offering up basketball shoes to play in as a volleyball player. So for guys, I would say if you're looking into getting shoes, definitely what I do for me is like for basketball shoes, right? I don't really like Mizunos and Asics when they get um, bigger in size because they literally just like like clown shoes when they get to like 13 and above and I'm a 14. So when you're bigger size, the Mizunos and Asics don't really work and it's not really stylish in the guys game. So when I'm shopping for shoes, like basketball shoes, I look at the player that made the shoes and what is he built like, right? So I think something that really helps me, like with Giannis, he's tall, he's lanky, and he moves pretty fastly, so he still needs to stop and go, right? Because he plays a lot in the post in basketball, right? So I saw that, I'm like, oh, like, those are the same performance mechanics that I need in a shoe. So that's why I wear Greek Freaks and they work perfectly for me. I'm 6'7", a little bit taller, wider wingspan, and they work totally fine. I've worn his shoes for the last like four shoes he's released, you know. So I think it's for the guys. And so that's the example for me is just look at the athlete that the shoes you're trying to wear from. And if you're like 6'3", look at Curry's or um, Dame's, right? If you're 6'5", to 6'4", 6'6", in that range, look at some like Harden's or um, whoever else is making shoes in that height range. I think just something that I like. And if you're like 6'9", or maybe even more, look at like maybe some LeBron's, but those are a little bit heavy. It depends. But just if you're a guy, I would say look and if you're trying to get basketball shoes specifically, look at the build and the like athletic performance of what the athlete does that built the shoe, right? So Dame, what does he do? Damian Lillard, what does he do? LeBron, what does he do, right? And if you need those same mechanics, then like when they build those shoes, they build them around themselves. They obviously market them to be sellable to people. But they build those for themselves, so it helps them the best, and they just style it in their own way. So when it comes to guys, if you operate in the same mechanics, you stop and go and you jump a lot, and you have to move really quickly like some specific players do, then I would say pick their shoe for sure. So that's my take on shoes for guys and girls. Um, And now we're moving into the fourth question, which is how to beat a double block. So I think with a lot of younger players today, this is kind of a like butting heads thing of like, oh, if there's two people up, then I can't hit around them. And that is something that really needs to be worked on because it's like when you get to the college level or just even high levels of club, you're going to be seeing double blocks probably 80% of the time you swing. So I think the limit is not 
the ability to hit around a double block. It's the creativity to find a shot to get around a double block, right? So as a lefty on the oppo, I had kind of had to learn this my own way of like, I was only really able to hit angle. And this is something I'm really still working on. But adding that other shot of, hey, if I can't go angle, if it's fully sealed and like ready to get housed, if I hit angle, then I have to develop a line shot, right? And so then I started developing a line shot. So then even if you just have two or three go-to swings, it's going to be hard to block against you. Because if you can only hit angle, people know you're going to go angle and then they block angle and you get blocked, right? But it's like if you, if you have a nice roll shot, angle shot, and a line shot, you're pretty much good for a couple years because if you start hitting angle, then they adjust. Now you can hit line. And then if they do something to kind of cover both and you have a nice cutty shot or roll shot to get it over them, right? And then you just keep going between the three of roll shot, line, line, angle, line, angle, roll shot to beat blocks like that. But so why I'm saying this, the kind of point I want to drive home is like, it's not the ability, it's the creativity to get around a double block. So instead of just thinking, oh, I have a double block and they're covering angles, so that means I can never get around a double block, maybe try working on a line shot, right? I think all players should have a line shot and an angle shot mastered. That's just baseline. But even if those two recover, you're going up against massive blockers. Like, be creative with the shots you find. Tip it to the off blocker, roll it to the off blocker. Um, drive it super hard to the setter so they're out of system. Hit super deep corners. I'm a big believer in deep corners, deep corners, deep corners. So angle deep corner, line deep corner. Tip it into the donut. Um, throw it off the hands. Recycle it off the hands onto your own side so you can run your offense again. Hit it super hard and high off the hands so they get a touch and it's not able to be uh, dug up by the defense, right? Uh, roll shotting. Uh, in between the block if there's a gap right there's so many different ways to score and to find these different angles you just have to find them right find the different angles that are possible to hit in different situations and then once you kind of open up your mind to that that oh there's hundreds of different ways I can score then that gives you a lot more confidence and security knowing hey like even if I have zero options to score, there's still probably 20 options to cause chaos, right? And that's what you want. So if you feel like you can't beat a double block, it's not a matter of ability, it's a matter of creativity of what shots that you're able to find. And then after that, it's a matter of ability. Okay, now you have to actually hit those shots, but you can't hit those shots in the first place if you don't even open up your mind to the possibility of hitting that shot in the first place. So if you're having trouble hitting around a double block, be more creative with the shots you have. Find roll shots, find tips off the block, throw it off the block. Tooling, line shot, angle shot, cut shot, deep corner shot, so many different shots that you can hit. And then start working on those shots and be able to actually do them. So that is the VGC podcast for this week. Super glad you guys tuned in this week. This has actually been a, a jam-packed last couple of days. Really exciting. We finally publicly launched the VGC community. We had 170 signups in the first day. Now I think we're at 200 members on day two. So this thing is filling up really fast. We can only hold 1,000 members in total. 
So over the next couple weeks, while you can jump in and get your 30-day free trial from August 20th to September 3rd, anywhere in that ballpark, you can jump in for 30 days for free and just test out the community, see if you like it, use its resources for completely free, no credit card required to sign up, none of that, just name, number, email, and you're in. Um, But since we've launched and we have 200 people signed up as VGC members in two days, that means we only have 800 left for the last two weeks for it being free and really forever. So the, if you think about it like a glass of water, right, the top of the glass is a thousand members. Right now we're like filling up the water pretty fast and once that thing's at the top, we can't overflow and we can't fill up any more spots. So if there's a spot open right now and you want to be a part of the 30-day free trial and be a part of this amazing community that players are loving and are saying that it's not like anything they've ever seen before, then jump into the VGC community. You can either go to www.vgc.community or just vgc.community or you can click the link on our social media pages like TikTok and Instagram to find the 30-day free trial there as well. So if you've gotten to the end, this shows us that you are clearly the type of player that would be willing to invest in themselves and learn and grow and improve at any opportunity you've been given or can be given and you want to reach that higher next level so if that sounds like a player like you a player that you want to even be jump in the community and you can work with us work with d1 athletes work with other players chasing the same dreams so you can achieve those goals that you have and last thing thank you so much for watching and listening i appreciate every single one of you that listen and watch these and want to learn and develop and see how you can advance your game so thank you and always grow together